0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Bravo by Gays. My name is Larry. I am your host. And I hope you guys all had a great week and uh, enjoyed everything that came your way um, on Bravo and TV this week. Uh, There was a lot that we got. Uh, We got Orange County. We got Roni. We are going to go into talking about Below Deck Down Under since we haven't gotten a chance to cover that yet. And uh, we're just going to get into it all and then I'm going to go over some stuff with you guys that's kind of been like buzzing around some of the news outlets um, on Instagram. All the stuff people are talking about um, over the last couple of days. So I am ready to get into it with you guys. I want to start off by talking about Below Deck Down Under. Below Deck Down Under is back for Season 2. So Season 1 initially aired on Peacock. And then I'm assuming it got such, like, an overwhelming amount of, like, good reviews that the network really just wanted to bring it back to Bravo. I mean, at least that's, like, what I'm assuming. Because they moved it from Peacock to Bravo. And uh, we lucked out. We got the uh, premiere episode two weeks ago. And then this past Monday, we got two back-to-back episodes. So we've already gotten three episodes in two weeks. The show is so good uh, for all of you Below Deck fans out there. If you didn't watch Season 1 on Peacock, go back and watch it. It's really good. I mean, if anything... You'll love Captain Jason. He is definitely some eye candy uh, for all of you out there. And the cast this season is good. We have Aisha back as the chief stew. She's hilarious. She's so funny. And uh, she kind of has like this brother-sister relationship with Captain Jason. So as going from season one into season two now, like the banter and the back and forth that they have is really good. The cast, I mean with these these below I mean I don't think the cast can get any more attractive um from the duck hands to the stews I mean these guys are like ready to make money have some fun and they're already starting to hook up so it is it's so good so we actually got a whole new cast for season 2 the only people that they brought back were Captain Jason, obviously, um, and Asia, she's the chief stew. Uh, But watching season two and season three this past week, they were short-staffed. They started uh, the charter season with one, they were down one stew and they were down one deckhand. So they brought in Margo. She's a newbie. Um, She's great. She seems like she's a lot of fun. And... She seems to be like a hot commodity this season where the guys like are real, they're trying to see who's going to like be the one that like she's going to pick um, out of the duck hands. And we have our CEO, our chief entertainment officer Culver from season one is back on season two. They had a hard time finding a deckhand that was going to be able to make it. And, uh, he came in and saved the day. And if you guys watch season one, you know Culver really does go, like, the extra mile for the guests to make sure that they're having the best possible time. So he's back. And he is just, like, ready to do whatever is needed from him. And I did like the fact that Captain Jason had a conversation with him upon his arrival. Because if you remember at the end of last season, he kind of just checked out. And which I feel like a lot of them do, like you're really, I mean, you're doing this for so long that by the time you probably get to the last couple of charters, like you're just done. You just want to go home. You're over being on the boat. You're over the guests and all of that. So he just checked out last season and I think he just missed his family. And it really kind of showed in like the work that he was doing, because he was just kind of like MIA and like really not paying attention but regardless of that happening, he was still such a good time, like with his cast and with the Charter guests as well. And Captain Jason did have that conversation with him. We're like, you know, you slipped at the end of last season, so we're going to make sh- need to make sure, like, you you don't do that this time. And I think that it was hopefully a learning curve for him so that way he comes back better than ever. I mean, Aisha was so excited to see him return and gave him, like, the biggest hug It was also probably nice to have like a familiar face from someone that you did this, I don't know if it was a a couple years ago. Um, I would say they probably filmed the last season maybe about a year and a half or almost two years ago. Uh, But she's probably excited to just have a familiar face. So, I mean, they start the season off with, I mean, it was like one hell of a group that came on. The first, like the first charter, like it was. Sometimes it really just blows my mind to like the requests that some of these people have, and like the way that they act. I don't know if like it, it's almost like they do it for like TV purposes because I don't know. Like if I were to go on like a charter with like my group of friends, if like the demands or the way that we would act would be so over the top or I don't know. Sometimes they just come off like rude. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like the one lady was expecting champagne at her like room at five 15 in the morning when she wakes up and Aisha even told her like, that's not happening. Well, <laughs> like I'm not up at five 15 in the morning. I'm not doing that for you. Like you'll get it when I wake up. And the fact that she even was like, Like, I don't know if they think that they're up 24 hours a day, but, I mean, like, the crew needs their sleep. So, like, go to bed. When you wake up, you'll have your champagne. Just, like, the way that they acted, like, they weren't following the rules, and they jumped into, like, the middle of the ocean after hours, after they had been drinking for hours, so they were, like, obviously intoxicated. The stew Laura um, had told them, like, you can't do that, And even Captain Jason told them, like if you continue this and you don't listen to like what we're saying, we're turning the boat around and we're going back to the dock, and your party's over. And uh, they can they just after they were told no, they still jumped into the water. Like, first of all, it is the middle of the night you're hammered, and you're gonna go jump in the ocean like <laughs> what? Is- to me that just sounds completely absurd and that's not anything that I feel like I would ever do just because, I mean, it doesn't really, it's not, it doesn't sound like the safest thing, um, for anyone to do, but that's why, like, I asked myself, like, are they doing this because they think it's going to make good television and, uh, like that's the reason that they're acting this way. I mean, they were yelling at each other and arguing like the whole entire time that one guy and that one girl seemed to be like partners in crime and like getting drunk all day, going to sleep early, fighting at the dinner table. But I mean, if that's the case and they're doing it for good television, I mean, job well done because it's making good TV, but it's also just coming off like very annoying and like you don't respect like, the crew, and uh, like, everything that they have to go through to make sure that, like, you're having a good time. I will tell you this. In this last episode, they, uh, the, it was the primary charter guest who requested that every morning she be woken up by like, a cute deckhand. Like, she wanted, like, a cute guy to, like, wake her up in the morning and, like, bring her breakfast. I mean, who doesn't? I bet, like, Okay, girl, I mean, I guess if you're going to request something, you're going to want, like, an attractive man to, like, wake you up and bring you breakfast. But I don't know what I would have done if Captain Jason would have walked into my room with a flower in his mouth and a tray of food and was like, good morning. Because I feel like that's, that's like, the dream if you're on Below Deck. Like, who wouldn't want that? And uh, Captain Jason is such, I mean, he is just so attractive. He's such a heartthrob. And I love I love the uh, the chef this season. I believe her name is Zarina. I hope I'm not pronouncing that incorrectly. Um, but she makes it known that she loves her some Captain Jason. I mean, there's been already like three moments I can tell where she was like, have you seen the captain? Like, he's absolutely gorgeous. And she, there's one time where she is like cooking dinner for uh, one of the charters that the captain was going to be having dinner with and she was like all i want is like validation from the chef and like i just want to like get his love and acceptance or or whatnot and she gives him a hug and she's like oh like never let go (laughs) it is just so funny because the ladies really do like swoon over him. And the same thing happened last season where um, Toomey was like a big fan of Captain Jason. And he really is just like on top of being so like physically attractive. He's just such a nice guy. And uh, it's just, it's hilarious to like see these ladies like fawn over him and i did love during the most recent charter that they're on right now because after that first crew left we're into like the second charter and the one woman called out her friend for like talking about captain jason like being so excited to go on the charter because he's this like gorgeous man that like everybody loves and she put him on the spot and embarrassed him at the dinner with captain jason and that was hilarious i personally would have jumped overboard if my friend did that to me but to watch it was very entertaining so it's such a good show guys i mean there's i believe nine charters that are happening we're on charter two so all and already three episodes in so there's still so much more to come Again, I can't, like, emphasize enough where if you haven't watched season one, definitely go back and watch it because you'll get to, like, meet Captain Jason and you'll get to kind of see Culver, who's back season two from season one. Um, And it's just, it's such a good show. And who doesn't love the Below Decks? I mean, they're so entertaining. I mean, it's just a bunch of young, hot yachties that are, like, hooking up and having fun. So I'm super excited um, for season two and I can't wait to see what you guys think. If you haven't watched, go back and come back and tell me what you think. It's the same thing I say about Below Deck Sailing Yacht. Like it was Below Deck Sailing Yacht and Below Deck Down Under are just so good. And they're so fresh on the air that you can go back and binge watch like the early seasons. So the first season of Below Deck Down Under. And then I would always start season two of Below Deck Sailing Yacht. So i go two, three, four. And i am it's amazing television. And I can't wait to hear what you guys think about it because I enjoy it and I hope that you guys would as well. I mean, who doesn't love everything that's on Bravo? So if you're listening to this, then I'm sure that you will like what you see if you go back and watch it. Aside from Below Deck Down Under, I want to get into Orange County. There were a few things that caught my attention on this last episode that I want to talk about. I'm not going to talk about the entire episode. I'm just going to kind of go over some, like, interesting moments that, like, I saw on this episode and uh, just talk about those. First and foremost, I am obsessed with Emily and Shane. I have liked them since they have come on the show. She is just like so relatable. She's so much fun. She's hilarious. And I just really enjoy the relationship that her and her husband have. And to see them at a spa getting their nose hairs waxed and Emily's getting some other procedures done and like, the banter that they have back and forth and like the way that they joke with each other is to me, it's like pure gold. Like they really are like in love. And I think that they will go the distance. It's just so entertaining to see them. And it was hilarious when Shane had said that Emily is going to be like the slickest person on the slip and slide because she just got all this waxing done. It was, it's so funny. Um, So I love, Emily and Shane and uh, their relationship. And there were a few things that I wanted to um, hit on with Orange County as well. So hilarious moment and throwback to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is in the beginning of the episode when Taylor goes to this like boardwalk, which how if you watch like how insane did that look like it was beautiful and to think that like this is just something that they can go do like on a whim like on any day they just have this like in their area is absolutely insane because if that was near me i feel like i would be going all of the time it's just it was so cool to see like that they have that um in their area but i did love that she didn't get the corn dog where she ordered the corn dog, but she didn't eat it because of like the reaction she got when she had that cotton candy moment on Beverly Hills, where she was like eating the cotton candy, like sensually and everybody was like up in arms about it. And the fact that she said that that's why she didn't eat the corn dog was because she had that moment was obviously like love, a fourth wall break moment. And the fact that like she acknowledged it like that moment of like of the show, So love that. And it was just, it was hilarious. Cause you, Taylor has so many like moments on reality TV that have like probably just followed her and like haunted her (laughs) like through the years. I mean, there is like obviously the cotton candy moment. There is the, uh, Oh, the, her and like the yelling her and Kyle and she's like pointing and like, there's like that angry cat meme that has literally been everywhere for years. And, uh, just like, if you can't be my friend, just don't be my enemy. And like, just some stuff that she has had. And to think that this is stuff that has followed her from probably over 10 years ago, and that there's such still huge, like, reality TV moments that people still talk about is insane. So I loved seeing that moment. Um, it, it, was, it was really good. I literally pro- laughed out loud during the pool party scene at Emily's mother-in-law's house. So first and foremost, I love when we get to see that home. It is absolutely beautiful. And the fact that like, she's like, oh, hey, like we're going to my my mother-in-law's house for a pool party. Like everybody come. It's hilarious that Perry like stays and like parties with the girls and has such a great time. Obviously it's her home. So why wouldn't she? But I just love that. Like she lets her host this party there laugh out loud funny moment though when Shannon went down the slip and slide in her Spanx <laughs> like, it was it was so funny like I don't know what I thought like I don't know why I thought it was hilarious just like seeing all these girls in their bikinis and then Shannon just like going down in her Spanx like it literally made me it it made me laugh and it was it's so funny because It's so Shannon and she has moments like this that like really just make her like such good reality TV. I've always been like hit or miss on the Shannon Bedore train, but like when she does stuff like that, it's hard to not love her. And then you have Heather who is like, so like uppity and like won't like put a bikini on to go down the slip and slide because like the water is like a little murky or it's not like clear. And there's like spray tan in there and whatnot. So she puts on a full blown wetsuit, long sleeve, long pants, tries to go down the slip and slide, and she like doesn't even make it. And it's just like, what the hell are these ladies doing? Like, put on a freaking bathing suit and go down the slip and slide with your friends. Like, the fact that you wouldn't even do that, and you put on this huge wetsuit, like, if she's going scuba diving, and she's literally in her friend's backyard, it was just it was hilarious and I, guys it really made me it really made me laugh and it was just and then you got classic tamara took her top off emily is like shooting people with like a champagne squirt gun which i need to know where she got that because that looks like it would be such a fun like purchase to like use in the summertime at pool parties like i want a champagne squirt gun um you obviously get into the argument it wasn't even an argument you get into the talk of Tamara brought heather amin and heather amin is the girl who ryan has sent like allegedly like sent like the dick pic to so obviously Tamara knows what she's doing by bringing heather she knows that it's going to cause like She knows it's going to be a thing, and everyone's going to be like, oh my god, like, Tamara brought this woman. There's so much history with, like, Jen, her, and Ryan, blah, 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 blah. Listen, Tamara is... She's not new to the game. She knows exactly what she's doing by bringing this woman to the party. The fact that they all sit down... So the fact that Jen and Heather sit down, and everyone is, like, looking, and they're like, oh my god, like, they're talking, and, like, do you think we should go over there? And they're like, no, 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 we got to let them talk. Gotta love Emily because she's like, no, like she wants to know what they're talking about. So she just moseys right on over and is like, I'm the host. So I just want to come make sure everything is good. And the fact that all of every single lady made their way from where they were sitting to the area where Jen and Heather, I mean, were having their conversation it was so funny to see how they went from not wanting to be at like that location for that conversation to each of them grabbing a seat and Taylor uncomfortably moving a chair to make sure she was in like on the drama. I mean, it was gold. It was hilarious to see these women like make sure that they were there to like hear what was going on. Um, After that, I mean, they do, like, there's other stuff that goes on at the pool party, but after that, they, like, move into, like, this weird... I don't know if it was, like, a therapy session that Jen and Ryan were in, but I think this woman was, like, her healer or something like that, and they were talking to her, and I was expecting this to be, like, a conversation with a therapist, and the fact that this woman didn't even talk and she just started making loud noises I listen whatever you think you need to make sure that like your relationship is solid whether it be therapy or whether it be like listening to these healing sounds that are coming out of this woman that sounds like a a dying animal I I was taken aback and I was like what the fuck Is happening right now. Like it was wild. that There was no therapy. It was literally like this woman. Howling. And like making these insane noises. But I wanted to make sure. That I brought that up. Because I was. I was like what the hell is going on? Like how is this helping them? How are these noises. Like bringing any type of like. Resolution to any issues. They have going on in their friendship it was just insane and i know like people in like california or like southern california like have like these crazy freaking things that they do like they'll try anything but like this was just a little this was a little out there but i mean hey whatever floats your boat the best moment on orange county was the end obviously in the beginning of the episode Emily and Tamara are talking about Shannon's situation. And Emily shares with Tamara that Heather has told her stuff that Shannon has told Heather about stuff that's going on with her and her boyfriend. We get to the end of the episode where Shannon and Tamara meet with Vicky. And Vicky was back. Obviously, we all know she's back this season as a friend of Uh, I'm not like the biggest Vicky fan but like it was good to see her but like I can take her in doses as if like she's fun and like hanging out with the girls but like I mean she's been on for so long I feel like I really don't need to see anymore but like hey don't at me I get it people love her but we all don't have to love the same people I usually love everybody but she just she doesn't do it for me anymore but it was nice to see her like whoop it up, do your tequila shots, like do whatever you got to do. So Heather, Shannon, and Tamara are all together at this restaurant. And Tamara starts to bring up that she is insinuating she knows stuff. Like she knows that Heather is not keeping Shannon's secrets. And she's not the vault that Shannon thinks that Heather is. And that she is going around and talking to people about the stuff that's going on in her relationship. The fact that, that Shannon stands up, tries to stand up and says, like, no, I'm mic'd," And she doesn't want to talk about it. And goes over to production, who's sitting at another table, and tells them, if this is aired, my relationship is over. So granted, we know now that Shannon and John are not together. He broke up with her shortly after... Filming wrapped. I want to say like a couple days after filming wrapped, he broke up with her. But in this moment, they were still together. And uh, the fact that she thought that she could maybe like have that taken off like the show blows my mind that these women still think that they can like try and hide stuff. Like I understand that there are parts of your life and stuff that you maybe do not want Shared on television. Obviously, like, who wants everything shown? But, girl, you literally went through a divorce when, like, you went through a divorce on the show, you've gone through, like, hell and back on the show, and I get that you want to preserve, like, a part of your life, and, like, really maybe not have that part shown, but when it comes to your relationship, like, Shannon, like, Everybody wants to know what's going on. And I feel like you signed up for this show. So you need to share 100% of your life. So if this is something that is going to be part of like your story, the fact that you would like get up and try to hide it, like, come on, girl, you've been in the game a long time too. So like you should know better. And the fact that you asked production not to share it really like, it's gonna, I feel like it's gonna make them want to share it more. Like you just gave them, a full blown like tantrum that like you don't want this aired and you went up to the you think they're not gonna show that on television? Like you have got another thing coming. I'm interested to see next week what happens from that moment because it wasn't to be continued. So I am interested to see like how that conversation goes or what actually is um brought up by Tamara to Shannon, like what what is the issue that you think is going to be talked about, but we haven't that like, we don't already know. And if you watch, watch what happens live with Emily and Tamara after Orange County, you hear Andy say that this isn't the first time that she does this during the season. He says that she does it like two, two or three other times, like during the season where she like tries like to pull something like this. So something was going on in their relationship that she doesn't want out there. Or maybe he was just like very much like I don't want the in-depth details of our relationship to be aired. Like do whatever you can to try and like save that. But something was happening. And it's obviously something that she was trying to hide. And I want to know what the hell it was. <laughs> like, w- girl, tell us. Like you're obviously not with them anymore. Maybe – Obviously, this is going to be like a topic that comes up at the reunion. So hopefully, like, Andy can get it out of her there. But it is 100% something that I want to know. And I hope, like, at this point that, like, she's not with him anymore. Like, why would she care what is said? That we'll get the truth about what happened. But this happens, like, a lot, like, where people try to, like, do stuff, like, to like not have the cameras catch it, and it's just it's so annoying. I mean, we've seen it now. With this um, we did see it at the end of Summer House when Maya, love you, girl. Like love my Ma- I I Maya's. I'm a big fan of Maya's, and she's one of my favorites on Summer House. But like at the even at the end of the last like last season when she tried to like cover up her ex-boyfriend, I forgot his name already, Um, her ex-boyfriend cheating on her. She, like, took him in the closet and, like, tried to cover their mics. Like, girl, like, what are you doing? And uh, we see it a little bit in this episode of New York, which we'll get into, uh, where Jenna says she's not, like, her girlfriend isn't going to be, like, she doesn't want to talk about it. So it, it, like, to me, like I said, it's just, like, it's a little crazy that you try to hide like these certain parts but it makes good tv obviously when something like that happens they're like oh that's going in the show like you're you're trying to pull a fast one and it's just it's not going to work and the viewers catch on to it too and it's just a little annoying but i mean you know that these internet sleuths are going to find out what's going on. So, And half of these ladies date men who, when they break up, they run straight to the press and start talking about everything. So I have a feeling it's only going to be a matter of time before we find out what exactly happened in that relationship between um, Shannon and John, but we just don't know yet. But overall, guys, I keep saying this. Overall, great episode. I love Orange County. Like It is just... I've said it before, so refreshing to, like, watch a Housewives show where it's just back to, like, crazy drama and not, like, not like the stuff that we've been seeing recently on some of the other franchises. It's just, like, it's good to see, and it's just, like, pure fun and, like, entertainment. And so I hope you guys are enjoying it as well. And uh, I can't wait to see the To Be Continued episode next week. Obviously you guys know that I share a lot of like sneak peeks and clips from the upcoming episodes. So like as soon as those are available, I'll post those so keep an eye out on my Instagram um so that way you can make sure that you're watching those. I'm starting to share a lot of them also on TikTok. I don't know what the hell I'm doing on TikTok. Like I just for some reason I can't figure it out, but you're going to you're going to get the same stuff over on TikTok as well. I'm posting those clips also over there. And so that's the same handle at Bravo by Gaze. So that way you're making sure that you're getting to see these sneak peeks and these like first five to seven minute clips that they're releasing prior to the episodes airing on the actual network. What I want to cover next is the real house size of New York. And so this episode i mean man it like it was it was good i feel bad bryn was obviously missed because she was such she's just such like a large personality that like it's hard to like it's hard because you notice that she's gone and you want her to like be at all, everything with all of these ladies she's back next week which is fine she's gonna join the lady in the hamptons but these ladies, let me tell you, it started off with the freaking charcuterie gate and the cheese and all of that stuff to now going into them arguing, or not, they're not even arguing. They're just complaining. They're complaining about now what Erin is serving at her home in the Hamptons. They arrive, I believe she said it was like three or four. They had dinner at 7.30, so she just put out like caviar for them. Not everybody wanted caviar. They were hungry. They were annoyed that there was nothing else to eat other than caviar. You see Uber, like, she booked it. She called an Uber. She was trying to go to Provisions, and Provisions was closed, so she didn't get her sandwich. Like, this, everything that's, like, going on, like, around the food, I'm just like, what the hell is going on? But regardless, it was a great episode. It was so funny And entertaining to see, like, certain things that the ladies did this episode. So, obviously, Uba going to Provisions and it being closed, like, I hope I hope Provisions, like, reached out to her and, like, gave her, like, a gift card or something after seeing the episode. Because she deserves it. It was good to see Uba, like, she really took the cake for me this episode. There were, like, two people that really, like, did it for me this episode. It was Uba... And it was Jessel. Both for th- and three. Jen- Jenna, obviously, at the end. All for completely different reasons. Loved everything that Uba did this episode. Hated the way that Jessel acted. Loved everything that Jenna did this episode. In regards to sharing like her coming out story, didn't really... Well, we'll get into it. So... Obviously, like, the ladies show up, and it was, I wish that, like, obviously we know that Jenna left and went back to her home, which I don't really see the big deal with, because if she has, A, never really been, like, on, like, a girl's weekend, um, and she has a home that's not far away, like, why wouldn't she just spend a majority of her evening with the ladies and then go home and she had even come back in the morning with coffee like she was there as they were all waking up like who cares if she didn't sleep in the house like as long as she was there in the morning she's still doing the same amount of activities with you guys she's just not like getting her eight hours like in under the same roof as you and you're gonna like throw a fit about it it was not that serious i mean and you guys are like she's a grown woman like she's in her 50s i believe like Maybe she just didn't want to have a sleepover and she just wanted to be in her own space. So I could care less that she left. I wish the other girls didn't really make such a big deal about it. But it is what it is. I mean, she came back. It's fine. Everyone's good. It's not the end of the world. What? You would have thought, though, that by the way Jessel was acting, it was the end of the world when it came to that freaking lingerie. She complained this entire episode it was like one it just felt like it was one huge complaint but when it came down to the lingerie that Jenna gave her it was so annoying to hear her like bitch about it she's like I look like a Christmas tree I hate this it's not flattering blah 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 blah. oh my god this whatnot in front of Jenna like who just gifted her this like Girl, like, have a little self-awareness. like, And, I mean, obviously, we only see bits and pieces of what actually happens. So we don't know the full amount of the, like, we don't know the full timeline. Obviously, they edited it down. And we only got to see, like, maybe a minute and a half of her complaining. She very well could have, like, said to Jenna, like, thank you so much. Like, I'm so sorry, like, if it's coming off this way. And they just edited it down to her complaining about the lingerie. So, I mean, who knows? I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and maybe think that she did say something to her about it. But I don't know. I don't know. Not 100% sold on that. But to just, like, lack the self-awareness that, like, you were gifted this and, like, to just, like, nonstop, like, complain about it was just so annoying. And... It it really just I mean, not the way that you want to start out. Still like Jessel, I like that we're getting to know like the depths of her relationship with like her and her husband, and the fact that they haven't had sex in two years, which like mind blowing. Like I believe someone had said like, well, if he's not getting it from you, he's getting it from somebody else, and I pray that that's not the case. I don't ever want to see anyone like go through that, but. It is just hot, like I don't know, girl. Like, and the fact that these women are all like trying, like, to make sure that she like gets like their groove back, and like they start like regularly having sex. Like, love that the girls are like gathering around her and like telling her like that they'll do whatever they can to like help her. I love that, and I love that we're getting like she's not afraid to share, like that part of her life cuz that's what these ladies sign up for. You want to see all aspects of what's going on. So I'm hoping that like since that happened that like they got their group back and like it's become like a regular thing for them. So fingers crossed that that's the case. I'm sure it's going to come up more throughout the season. It seems to be like it seemed to me that it was like a huge topic of conversation this episode. But no one should have to go through that long of a dry spell unless you're like celibate or something, which I mean that's a choice. But it was it was annoying to see. I hope that like they I hope that someone tells her that the way that she was acting was like like not it. and I think that they I think that someone will bring that to her attention um, in the next episode. We need to talk about Uba and the fact that she left the dinner table, went to the bathroom with the ladies, and walked straight into the kitchen and said she wanted to say hi to the cook. That is, like, my kind of chick. Like, that is hilarious. She had no shame. She went right in there. The cooks were like, what the fuck is going on? It was so funny. And she was like, oh, can I try this? Like, she is just... She's, like, gold. Also, did you guys know that her cousin is Chanel Ayan from Dubai? They're, like, related on their mother's side. So the fact that we have Uba on Roni and Chanel Ayan in Dubai is, like, and that their family is amazing. And you can see the similarities between the two of them because they, they kind of, like, act, like, the same. And, like, they're very outgoing and, like, they're just going to, like, do, like, whatever they want. When this chick walked into the pantry and stole the coconut milk. (laughs) Like, what? It was... I mean, you know what? Good for her. She said, the meals here are expensive. I'm taking the coconut milk with me. I said what I said. They should have just let the girl keep the coconut milk. I. It was hilarious that she like put it in front of and that she like put it in front of Jessel and Jessel got nervous that like I don't want them to think that like I stole like that I stole this like girl it's a can of coconut milk we're not going to kick you out of Topping Rose because you were having fun with your girlfriend and she took a can of she took a can of milk you know how much money was that dinner they weren't they wouldn't even have missed the can of milk until someone probably watched this episode it wasn't that serious she was trying to have a good time and just like play around it was funny Uba like I feel like Uba and Jessel are not, I'm sorry. Er, Let me take that back. I feel like Uba and Bryn are like those girls. Like, I can't wait to see the two of them like kind of I I hope they like we get more scenes with the two of them because they can be like a dynamic duo that we that we need on this season. And I can't wait to see more of that. I Loved that at the dinner, Jenna opened about like opened up about her coming out story and like what happened and how like she was outed by like the New York Post and she had to have like this meeting with like all these heads up at J Crew and they completely like got behind her and like really like they just like had her back throughout the entire process and uh, it was nice to see that like. It was, it was just nice to see. I really, like, I loved hearing her story and, like, how it got her to, like, where she is now. Like, what a dick move on the New York Post part, though. Like, why would you do something like that? Like, to call her and say, we have this photo. Do you want to make a comment? Like, if she didn't make a comment, were you going to run the story anyway? I mean, they probably would have, because I think, wasn't it, like, Lance Bass, who had, like, 24 hours to, like, tell people before? I think it was... Us Weekly are people that have like ran the story that he was gay. Um, if, if they would have done that, if they, if the New York Post would have done that to Jenna, it would have been just like such a dick move. So I'm glad that she was able to like tell her story, as to like what happened so that way people can get like a glimpse if they, if they were following that back then and they're now fans of the show now, they can like know like how it actually went down. I, Understand where Jenna is coming from, where she says that like she is the one in the public eye and not her girlfriend, and her girlfriend didn't sign up for this. So, like, why would she put her in it? I completely get that. Um, a news article came out today with people where they talked about this and they said um, they had obviously like Jenna when she started dating her current girlfriend, it was like out in the news. So it we know who she is, but I don't know if we're going to see her on the show. So it's not like she's hiding the person completely. We just don't know if we're going to get to see like the insides of her re- current relationship on television. Which, I mean, I'm okay with if we don't meet the girlfriend. If Jenna at least still talks about the relationship. Because she's obviously in one, so we don't want to act like we don't know she's in a relationship, so we're going to Like, we don't, like, we want to obviously know, like, what's going on. If we don't meet the girlfriend this season, it is what it is, as long as we still get, like, maybe a background about them or, like, what's going on. And who knows, like, as seasons go on, if they're still together, if we will get led into that portion of her life. It's obviously a decision that has to be made by her partner, since that's the person who is not, like, I don't think her partner is a public-facing, like, figure. So we'll see. Hopefully, and you never know. We might even get to see her later this season. We don't know what's going to play out. But hopefully if we don't, that we get to see her in the future on seasons to come. Overall, though, great episode. Hilarious episode. I can't wait to see what happens next week when the late. I really, I'm guys, I'm telling you, I want the ladies to, like, bring what happened or the way that I want the ladies to make sure that Jessel acknowledges the way that she acted was wrong, because that was just, it was, it was like annoying to see. And if she acknowledges it and she like apologizes and she keeps it moving. Cool. I mean, you, you did it. So at least you acknowledge that you did it and the way that you were acting was wrong. Time to move on, have fun. Let's see what else is gonna what else is gonna come in the future on these episodes. A couple of things now, guys. There are like three like hot topic stories that have been talked about over the last couple of days online that I just want to touch on with you guys. So we're gonna get into that, and then just like a couple like housekeeping things I'm gonna go over with you guys at the end. It came out. A couple of days ago, that Vanderpump rules that spinoff that's happening with Jax, Brittany, Kristen Doty. Those are the three that we know so far. That spinoff that is happening should have started filming this week. Lala confirmed it on her Amazon Live that they are starting to film. I'm excited to see what the show is going to be about. We don't know if it's going to be on Bravo or if it's going to be on another network. I would assume with how relatively known that they are like through this space that it may end up on Bravo. Um, But no idea, no idea what other cast members, if any are coming back to be on that show, or if there will be any type of crossover with the current VPR cast onto this new show that they're filming. But they are filming. Lala even said on her Amazon Live she was like upset that they're not all filming a show together because they are all best friends. So it would make sense for all of them to be on the same show. But regardless, we're getting a show with at least from what we know right now, the three of them. Who knows if anyone else is going to join. I'm excited. Listen, I recently went to Atlantic City and I went for like an anniversary party for this hotel and I got to hang out with Jax and he was so much fun. And he like, really like, I don't know, to me just seems like different than what he was like in the past. And he, we had such a great time and I'm excited to see a, if he makes any appearances on this season of EPR B I'm excited to see like what this new show is going to bring. And I mean, who doesn't everybody love Britney? Her and Mamaw's beer cheese, like, she's just such a sweet girl. I feel like, like, who, like, why wouldn't you want to, like, see her back on television? Kristen Doty, a whole hot-ass mess that I absolutely love. She's obviously, like, if you listen to, I think she has a podcast out now, so if you listen to that or, like, just see any interviews that she's done or her guesting on any other podcast, she just seems like she's really come such a far away from when she was on the show to where she's at now. So, I mean, I think it would be good to see like where she's at right now. So, I'm excited for this spin off of this revamp of whatever is happening with this new show. I want to know if any of you guys listened to that podcast that Bethany and Jill did because that was the most chaotic thing i have ever listened to in my entire life and it was absolutely insane and i will say this i think that i personally think that any possibility of either of them doing anything with bravo in the future i think that that is completely out the window after this podcast and the way that they like were talking about everything it was it was a whole mess. And I, did I enjoy it? Absolutely. It was so entertaining to see how crazy Bethany. Obviously, you see how crazy Bethany is like on TikTok and on social media and all of that. So to see her and Jill together after 10 years or whatnot was amazing. It was hilarious. Jill obviously loves like her daughter Allie, and Allie's always with her. And like Jill asking Allie for like kind of like reinforcements to be like, right, Allie? Like this, and then you got Bethany saying, shut up, Jill, we don't need Allie. Allie, love you, but Jill, it's me and you. Me and you here right now. Like, you don't need Allie. Like, it was just the chaos level, man. It was off the charts. And to see that, like, they obviously did an episode where the two of them recapped the premiere episode of Real Houses of New York, and the fact that they sound so freaking bitter is unreal. I don't think they had one positive thing to say about the premiere episode, which I mean, it's a shame, but it is what it is. I mean, it was mostly like the negative the negativity coming from Bethany and how like they were the first and they did this and they did that and like, no one'll ever do it the way that we did and it was just it was too much, but it was it was hilarious because it took you back to the time when the two of them were friends, so we got to kind of like go back in time with that and just like the banter between the two of them it was pure joy but pure chaos and like i said i just don't know obviously bethany talks so much shit where she like has like oh like i'll do girl's trip for a million dollars like girl Bravo's not paying you a million dollars to come back on a show for a week vacation like get a grip and like so obviously we know that like she would never really probably come back into this realm but any type of like future thing that she may have wanted to do with Bravo I think this entire podcast episode she did with Jill solidified the fact that we won't see her on that network there was also a podcast that dropped this week which was NeNe Leaks with Carlos King it was one hour of pure amazingness It was so good. And I think it's the perfect platform for Nini to do, like, this type of, like, interview and talk about, like, everything that, like, happened with Carlos because he's the the king of reality TV. Um, It was so good to hear. It was, like, and it's going to be two parts. It was so good to hear the first part. And it was really just them, like, kind of going back and, like, talking about, like, the early days of the show Like going through the seasons and then talking about the wives to like almost where they're at right now. I mean, but the shade that she threw towards some of these ladies, I literally almost fell to the floor. She was talking about how she knew Phaedra from Athens, but didn't think that like she deserved to be on the show. She's like, I knew her from back there. Like, why? But why is she on my show? Like, this is. But you know what I mean? Like, she just was very, it was almost like kind of salty. I don't think she really didn't really approve of like anyone that he asked her about on whether or not he thought she, whether or not she thought that they were like good housewives. She shaded the hell out of Cynthia Bailey. She <laughs> said, and obviously, Cynthia Bailey is like a um, supermodel and everybody, like, I mean, she's, she's been on like TV shows and like, She's been around for a very long time. You couldn't tell Nini different. Nini was like, I didn't know who she was. No, nope. they had no clue. And uh, I mean, she was just like, she she was uh, she was coming for Cynthia it, with those comments. She pretty much said that Cynthia tried to get her fired from the show working with production and the network behind the scenes and other housewives to like make sure that like she didn't like secure the bag. Cynthia Bailey came out and said that that is 100% not true, that she couldn't get NeNe fired from Taco Bell if she tried. So I mean, there's three parts to every story, like hers, NeNe's, and then there's like the truth, which we'll probably never know, because NeNe seems pretty like nailed down into like what she thinks is the truth and she's sticking to it and she is a person that always sticks to what she says but it was just it was so funny to hear her like talk about these women and like none of them are like worthy to be on the show it was a great listen if you get a chance go back and listen to it. I mean, that's like literally all people have been talking about the past few days has been like Bethany and Jill, Carlos and Nini's episode. So much Vanderpump Rules stuff is coming out as far as like filming that's going on, people filming with Tom Sandoval. Um, It's just, it's it's a lot. But, oh, the last thing, like the last like hot topic thing that like I really want to talk with you guys about, and it's going to be brief. I just want to give a huge... Shout out, congratulations to um Sonya Richards Ross from The Real House of Atlanta. Her and her husband Aaron announced that they are pregnant with their second child. She did the most epic pregnancy announcement where she teamed up with Nike and did this whole thing about like her career from like the Olympics and track and all of that, almost making it sound like, am I ready to? do like another Olympic race or, and when it, and and in the end, it was obviously like, am I ready to like be a mom again? Like to like have a newborn baby. It was beautiful. You can check that out on her Instagram. Congratulations to the, both of them. That just a couple other things, guys, by the time that you, by the time this comes out tomorrow, hopefully some of you guys will catch this. If you're planning to go to BravoCon, the single day tickets go on sale Friday, July 28th, 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. You, if you're planning to go and get a single day ticket, I know those three day tickets went so quick. You just got to make sure that you're on there on the dot. Try and get those tickets. It's the experience of a lifetime. I cannot wait. I'm going uh, for the full three days, so I'll be there. And if you, if you are able to, and you, if you're able to get a ticket and you are going. Um, I can't wait to, like, meet you guys and, like, talk about everything that's going on. So, tickets. Make sure that you, if you're going to go, that you, um, you get those when they go on sale at noon. And the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion filmed. So, I'm hoping that next week we can talk more about, like, some stuff that comes out about that. Hopefully, we get, like, the reunion looks. And we get, like, the seating chart. Andy dropped that one of the ladies brought... The shadiest receipt of all of the Real Housewives history. Like someone brought to the reunion the shadiest receipt in Real Housewives history. I want to know who you think it was that brought the receipt. What do you think it was? We're hopefully we'll get more info on that like in the week to come. We'll talk about all of that and more next week. I hope you guys have. best weekend thank you so much for joining me again this week and i will talk to you next week bye guys